Skinwalker Ranch. Located in Utah, it is known for its alleged paranormal activity and unexplained phenomena. It gained notoriety due to reports of sightings of strange creatures, UFOs, poltergeist activity, and other inexplicable occurrences. The ranch has been the subject of scientific investigations and has attracted the attention of paranormal enthusiasts and researchers interested in understanding the mysteries surrounding it. Now owned by Brandon Fugel, it is the subject of a History Channel series, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. In an effort to gain a broader perspective and build larger data sets, Brandon has added two new team members to the Skinwalker Ranch team. Paul Beban and Andrew Bustamani take the offensive by pursuing evidence of similar phenomena found at analogous sites around the country. Their mission? To go beyond Skinwalker Ranch. It is more important than ever to take our investigation beyond Skinwalker Ranch. It does require an expanded group of professionals. Look at that, look at that, look at that. Here it is. What is that thing? We're hundreds of miles from Skinwalker Ranch, seeing similar results. This is a UAP. There's no question about it. It's literally giving me chills, guys. Beyond Skinwalker Ranch premieres Tuesday, June 6th at 10, only on the History Channel. Hey, Unexplained Ones, save 10% now at ParanormalityMag.com. Just use promo code BigfootUFO at checkout. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. Did the CIA write Wind of Change by the Scorpions? (laughs) (laughs) As humans busied themselves about the various concerns, they were scrutinized and studied. Dr. Loeb, what percentage chance do you give it that you have indeed uncovered extraterrestrial or non-human technology? With infinite complacence, people went about their affairs, yet across an immense ethereal gulf, intellects vast and unsympathetic drew their plans against us. Prior to your abduction, did you believe in UFOs or any sort of alien life form? All things unexplained. So some of that I think there will save for closed session. All right. Hello, everybody out there, all of our unexplained ones. This is CJ Derringer, along with my co-hosts, Dr. Mounts and Smitty Neves. We have got a fun, exciting show for everybody. Joining us tonight from the brand new history series, Beyond Skinwalker Ranch, is Andrew Bustamante and Paul Beban. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Also, a massive shout out to the uh, Skinwalker Ranch insiders who are blowing up the comment section right now. We try to do our best every time to get to all of our followers' questions and comments. We will see if we can get to them tonight. And we're going to dive right in. We had the pleasure of chatting with Eric Bard and Thomas Winterton from the original series, and they were so gracious to give us lots of insider information about the show. And now we've got even more. We've got Beyond Skinwalker Ranch. So let's start with you, Paul. Tell us a little bit about your background, what you do, and how you came to work in this in this field for this show. 
Well, first of all, thank you for having us. We're excited to be here to tell you about the show. Uh, Andy and I had a had a pretty amazing adventure with a lot of uh, remarkable people in a lot of uh, beautiful and fascinating uh, places. Um, and so we're excited to be here with you. We're excited to have the uh, the uh, the fan base that is that is so loyal and excited about everything that happens on Skinwalker Ranch built into this machine. Um, so I, uh, am an investigative journalist. Uh, I love talking to people, which, uh, is, is basically the, the baseline requirement for, uh, for this job. You have to love talking to people and hearing their stories. Um, and I think these stories in particular, uh, the paranormal, uh, or what, you know, what we refer to over and over again, it seems like sometimes on the show, uh, as high strangeness, um, are some of the most, you know, interesting sort of, um, you know, as you know, unsolved uh, stories that are out there. So I think this is, you know, this is just a great opportunity to do more of what <clears throat> they've been doing at Skinwalker uh, for the last four seasons now, forgive me, um, and and take it a little into a different direction, into some different places. So your, your background in journalism, you've covered all kinds of different things. What, what intrigued you about what lies beyond or the paranormal or the unexplained i mean isn't everybody interested in this stuff right i mean is there anyone who you know whether they believe in bigfoot or if they think ufos are real regardless of what their opinions are everyone has an opinion right everyone thinks about this stuff so i think it's really it's a universal there's there's no one out there who doesn't you know who hasn't formed an opinion about these things one way or another that's my take on it andy what, I mean, what do you think i mean I think, you know, these, these are things that everybody thinks about. Yeah, I think one of the big advantages here, uh, when they when the powers that be invited Paul and I to be part of this investigation, what they were really looking for were two really different and unique sets of skills that landed on the same core talent of critical thinking. So Paul came in with his, you know, hardcore investigative chops his long history of, you know, reporting on some of the most interesting and dangerous stories that the world has seen over the last decade. And then I came in with a geopolitical angle, with a with a background at CIA, a background in the military, and I was supposed to come in and add some of that discipline and rigor that is what makes the Skinwalker team so effective, right? Eric and, and Dr. Taylor are very, very rigorous, very scientific, very structured in their approach. So by putting Paul and I together on the same team, we really did have kind of a winning combination for taking the investigation to new locations beyond Skinwalker Ranch. Yes, and we we had the joy of getting to watch the first episode, and we will not give spoilers, I promise, but everybody does need to watch it. And those that are already watching The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch are going to absolutely love what you guys have done. I mean, truly, these fans are like the real deal. <laughs> they love the show. And you guys really did such a beautiful job of transitioning what they did outside of Skinwalker Ranch. So it was really fun to watch with all kinds of new tech. And we will dive into that in a little bit here. We've had some fun with Andrew's uh, Everyday Spy. <laughs> He's got the shirt on today. We we're chatting about it a little bit more. And we all need to go check that out and learn how we can all become Everyday Spies too. Andy is your guy. 
Andy is your guy. Yeah, it seems like it. I know. If you read Andy's Andrew's profile, everything that you've done, you would s- suspect that you were like in your 70s <laughs> based on your background. Yeah. I'm like, hey, this guy's done so much stuff, but you're not. You're not. You know, I just wanted to mention, yeah, Andy, you said you said that Paul's been doing something, been a reporter for the last decade. It's been a lot longer than that. I'm, I'm remember how, how old I am. <laughs> yeah the, the 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 thing is the thing is while we were on location and and we've we've been given the thumbs up paul to talk about our locations oh we have okay okay so all right yeah yeah so it's pretty exciting stuff uh but i will say that wherever paul and i were together uh we were finding ourselves always uh always actively answering questions about our age and our experience right. because we i think in real life we both kind of look like kids um <laughs> I mean, Paul, Paul is like, you guys don't see it, but Paul is built like a, like a dick. <laughs> that's what we used to say in Pennsylvania. I have no idea. <laughs> I am, I am, I am, no, no. He is built hard. The dude is a, is a lifelong athlete. So when you meet him, you're like, oh, who's this 35 yeah. year old guy? And then he tells you his real age and you're like, what? Stop the presses. We are getting off script here. I don't know where this show is, is going. <laughs> I know now I want to know like what you do for your athletics and how we can all be so fit. Um, I have never heard that term before, Andrew, by the way. So thank you for introducing me. There we go. It's okay. Anytime you want a tour of, of rural Pennsylvania or Kentucky or Pennsylvania. There we go. That's also a Mississippi term. Oh, is it? Is it? Oh, <laughs> Smitty's got my back. <laughs> oh, well, let's dive into the actual show a little bit more. And, uh, Tell us, tell us what the viewers can expect when they tune in to Beyond Skinwalker Ranch. Sure, sure. I mean, so I, I think, and and you've seen episode one, so I won't reveal uh, the 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 clever uh, scripting uh, and production values that our team brought to how our show begins. But what you're going to see is, you know, I mean, I think quite literally what happens on Skinwalker taken to other locations beyond Skinwalker Ranch. Um, we are sort of, you know, um, the, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to spoil any of um, Travis's and, and Brandon's fun introductions. You guys have, you guys have seen it, of course. Um, but we are the new advanced team, you know, to get out there uh, and explore these other locations. And that's, and that's exactly what we do over the next, you know, eight weeks. Uh, starting next week, uh, everyone will see, you know, what we've been up to, um, the things and conditions that we've endured, um, the the weather that we've uh, plowed through, and and the experiences that we've, you know, tried to to, you know, to capture. <laughs> Sometimes with more cameras than you can possibly imagine, and more uh, more more <laughs> difficulty for something that seems incredibly simple. Um, but you'll see, you know, I mean, this is. What I think what this was is what makes our show obviously um, different is that we are we are literally on the move all the time. Whereas the Skinwalker team is you know they're in the same space, albeit you know it's five thousand acres. Um, but you know from day to day where roughly they're going to be with us. You know from episode to episode, uh, you you know people are just going to have to find out. Yeah, I mean, frankly, CJ and, and and everybody, oftentimes Paul and I didn't really know oh. what we were going to be doing day to day. We were we were following a live, active investigation. 
And you know, for those of you who are familiar with Skinwalker Ranch, everybody's very clear that, that Dr. Taylor and Eric Bard are running a active investigation that's being documented for television. Right. And that was the standard set from the beginning. We are not creating a TV show. We are not creating some sort of sensationalized uh, hunt for the unexplained. We are bringing rigorous, proven scientific method, and we are using it to give, uh, to put answers, to put data around some of the biggest questions that are out there. And that's a that's a passion that's near mm -hmm. and dear to Brandon, Brandon's heart, Eric's heart, and Travis's heart. And Paul and I were pulled in to kind of help be both a counterbalance to their scientific uh, focus, but also be uh, an active, experienced, field-based team. Some of the stuff that Paul and I saw, I mean, it, it's the conditions in the winter in oh. some of these remote locations were intense. And it, it takes a little bit of grit and resilience to be able to continue pushing the method, the scientific method and the investigation in those settings. Uh, and I think that's what we were kind of hired to do. And at the same time, we had the rigor and the discipline that gave Brandon specifically that peace of mind to know that we would execute with the same level of, of precision and consistency that he expects of the Skinwalker team. So really, it's not a Skinwalker team and a Beyond team. We are all one team. We just have two different playing fields. Yes, it shows that well in the actual episode that you guys work hand in hand with Brandon and Eric and Travis and such. And uh, why do you think they had you guys shoot in the winter? <laughs> punishment, really. It's punished. It's like it's like a it's like a rookie hazing, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, the new guys. You know, that's a great question, and and <laughs> and I think part of it part of it was probably because. <laughs> I just wonder if the skies are clear. Yeah. Look, you know, they were buying the drinks at the end, though. I mean, but look, I mean, uh, I mean <laughs> to, to, we're not pulling back any magical curtain here. It, it was timing, too. You know, they shoot in the summer. Um, this idea, you know, hatched over the past, you know, however long the development process has taken. Um, and then once you're ready to go, you're ready to go. Uh, and it takes a lot of pre production and a lot of planning. Um, but then uh, to Andy's point, it's also a live investigation, you know, in the field and things are evolving and changing from day to day, you know, during the shoots, the weather is changing, conditions are changing, the information is changing. Um, you know, so it's, we're, it's, it's a, it's a big team. I mean, there's a lot of people involved in a production like this and an investigation like this. Um, but it's very nimble and fast moving. So it's, you know, that's part of the fun. That's part of the, you know, the, the privilege of working with, you know, what, what's more fun than running around with a big team of really smart, high energy, highly skilled people um, to, you know, to execute something that, that you're interested yeah. in. And I wouldn't know. I run around <laughs> with these two. I mean, look, you know, look, Hey, dare, dare to dream. I think these guys, these, these guys are going places. They are. I'm teasing. My energy level is pretty low. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be running, per se. Um. That could be a new fitness class for you, though, Smitty. Paranormal fitness. It it needs something needs to happen. I'll say that much. We'll say. Just leave it at Something needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Paranormal Pilates. I'll tell you one thing that viewers are really going to enjoy about being part of our documentary investigation, right? Is that it, 
because we are in a different place every episode, mm -hmm. right? Somebody asked in the comments how many episodes we have. We have nine episodes spread out over eight different locations, roughly eight different locations. Right. And and you are on a real investigation, a live investigation, and a real-time adventure with Paul and I, because we are hauling our equipment, the equipment that Travis and Eric yeah. get to keep <laughs> in their closet. We had to... We were track. We were dragging that stuff all over America, right? We were we were like a fast response team on our backs, on our backs, through the snow, yeah. uphill, both ways. Um, the struggle was real in the winter. <laughs> but but more than that. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. mean, to a certain extent, Paul's Paul's making a very humorous yep. like reference. It, but at the same time, this was a real documented yeah. event. Yeah. So every time you see me and Paul, you have to remember that there are camera people and audio engineers and multiple producers who are out there suffering in the same right. conditions with us, doing their very best to capture the moments that Paul and I are collecting this data. And that's that is a very different beast, a very different animal than what they have at Skinwalker Ranch because they've had Skinwalker Ranch basically wired from from tip to stern. Yes. So every every corner of that ranch is covered and Eric yeah. makes sure of it, right? So they don't miss anything. It's yeah. a very different beast when you're, you know, hunting for answers in the middle of a blizzard on the <laughs> edge of a rock cliff in a part of the country where you'll never get invited back again because they shouldn't have invited us back. They shouldn't have let us in the first time. <laughs> I think, you know, one thing that Andy's saying is our step count every day is much higher than the guys at Skinwalker. You know, we're just, we're just running around a lot. So much fitter you guys are. Um, no, go for it. That brings up a great question from listener Shannon Dissolvo. Do you guys ever wish you were able to stay in one place to investigate longer? May I, Andy? Go for it, man. It's, it's funny you should ask because, first of all, yes, because things are happening and there's so much more sometimes that we want to be able to do. But I'm just going to put it out there now. You know, you're going to see, as Andy pointed out, you know, roughly eight locations. We might be going back to some of these places. Um, and you'll see throughout the course of the season as we, as we do these investigations and we come back and we talk uh, with the crew at Skinwalker, you know, we have more questions and we didn't even think of that. Maybe we should do this next time. Maybe we should try this or that or the other thing. Um, so the, uh, the answer is yes and stay tuned. Yeah. And I would say to add to that, the answer is kind of both yes and no, Paul, right? Because- Well, yeah, that's true. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. While, while there were many situations where we wish we could have stayed longer, just give us, give us seven days, give us 10 days, give us 30 more days in this one location. <laughs> At the same time, we had the benefit of finding new leads. And when we found a new lead, it was literally just a phone call before we had five people on, a, on an airplane, Paul and I sitting next to each other, look, pouring over notes as we were moving from one place to another, right? And, and that's one thing that I think Travis and Eric, you know, there's, there's got to be a part of them that wishes they had that kind of mobility because we were able to move mm -hmm. with that kind of uh, agility from place sure. to place and have this adventure and bring back meaningful uh, peer reviewed information that advances the investigation on Skinwalker Ranch. So it, it was a it was a double edged sword for sure. Part of us wish we could stay and collect more data. And part of us was just loving the fact that we 
you know, we stayed in how many different hotels, Paul, like 12 <laughs> I mean, or 15 different hotels in yeah. seven states. And I mean, as, as anyone who travels like that can, can, can attest, right. That's both fantastic at times and also like really, really tiring. Um, and, and, um, again, you know, as Andy points out, people are going to come along, uh, on an adventure with us, whether they like it or not, you know, (laughs) you know, get in the, get in the van, you know, suck it up. Like Andy was saying, like, there are times where, you know, we are, we're moving on to the next thing and, you know, you're not going to see all of it, but you might see it in our faces. Like, wow, like it's been, it's been a wild ride. You know, we have, we have so much going on. The days are long. The team Mm -hmm. is, is nimble, but again, it's, it's a, it's a lot of running around in a good way. Well, we make, what makes it so powerful guys is that we have our own experiences now, right? Paul and I went into this investigation as kind of open-minded skeptics that wanted to see data Mm -hmm. to prove something to ourselves right? It's one thing to hear conjecture. It's one thing to hear stories. It's one thing to read, you know, the same person interviewed in five different books. It's something completely different when you're collecting the data yourself, when you start to see things that you can't explain yourself. It's even more amazing when you take those things that you can't explain to an astrophysicist like Travis Taylor and an experienced uh, investigator like Eric Bard, and you say, hey guys, we can't make sense of this. What do you think? And then you see their jaws hit the ground. That's the stuff that we get to share with the viewers on Beyond Skinwalker. But more importantly, that's the stuff that we get to present to the scientific community moving forward with the investigation. So you guys have some new equipment on this show that I'm sure Eric Bard was like <laughs> so jealous of, right? I mean, he having talked to him, we know how much he truly takes what he does seriously and how much he loves it and is wholly invested. And I won't give any spoilers about the equipment, but are you guys trained on the equipment? Do you have specialists that are there that are trained on it? You're, you're reading outputs from this data. Is that all you guys and your scientific knowledge, or do you have people there that are helping you through all of this, all of the numbers and noise? This is very much a, uh, a field type of, uh, of expectation here, right? You learn the weapon while you're on the move. Uh, that's just, that's unfortunately the way it works when you have to be as nimble as we are. So Paul and I spent a lot of time looking at instruction manuals, staying up late, uh, running the numbers and diagnostics ourselves, and then going out there and collecting the data in real time, troubleshooting it in real time, uh, making phone calls and getting help when we needed it. But, you know, some of this stuff is so cutting edge. There's only one expert in the world. I mean, there's one piece of equipment that we took on every single shoot. There is only one person in the world who knows how to use that piece of equipment um, expertly, and it's the designer himself, right? But the the equipment brought such a unique point of view, something that Skinwalker Ranch had never used before, something they didn't see before. And it was such a force multiplier for Paul and I that we had to, we had to learn it on the fly. And we got really intimate with that piece of equipment, you know, tracking stars at night from our hotel room and, you know, talking about it over beers, trying to figure out how to, how to step up our game. Oh, I'm dying to ask you now what it was because I've been, I've been wondering something that was on episode number one. I kept thinking to myself, how come nobody else has has used this technology thus far? I mean, does the government have this or they? Yeah. And how can we get this for the show? Because it's, because it's brand new because yeah, we are, 
Yeah, and you will see it in episode one. CJ, you're probably thinking about the right okay, thing. Okay, so that's what it is. <laughs> that's, the, uh, <laughs> that's the one Eric's going to be jealous of. I was talking to CJ about some of the equipment. Like, how do we get that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't. You're going to have to do Andrew's challenge. You're going to have to go, go through the gauntlet. <laughs> I'm signing up. Yeah, I, I'll hold. I'll learn to hold my breath and drive is. fast and shoot straight, and we're good. Drive fast, I can do. Drive fast and shoot straight. I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> Since you've been to so many locations, have you found that a lot of the, the local people are very skeptical about what you're trying to accomplish? Or are they very welcoming? You know, Smitty, that's such a great question. Because what I saw, and Paul, I would welcome your thoughts on this too, is that we had a really mixed response. There were some places that yeah. took a, a bit of a hostile approach to us being there. And then there were other places that welcomed us with open arms that have been waiting for people to take their, their sightings, their experiences, their strangeness for, you know, seriously. So it was, it was always kind of a, a guessing game. Are we going to be welcomed when we land or are we going to have to kind of defend ourselves when we land? I think, you know, it's, it's, I think Andy's right. I mean, I think you, you experience sort of the range uh, that you would expect sort of in a broad, you know, human sample. We're traveling to all these different locations. There's going to be a mix of people. Now, some stories, you know, some places are, I would, I'm not going to say notorious, but they're known. They're not skinwalker, but they're places where these stories have been told. And we're finally landing, as Andy mentioned, you know, with the equipment, with the, with the technology and with, you know, the, the, the questions to try to actually make sense of it. Um, but, but yeah, you're going to experience the entire range of, oh yeah, we, we really hope you guys figure it out too. Hey, you know, we'd really appreciate if you guys would just get out of here. We're, <laughs> we're tired of people, yeah. you know, yeah. telling this story about this place and maybe they have a different version of it, you know? So, I mean, that's the thing too. It's important to hear all of those different perspectives um, because they all are a potential piece of the full picture, right? whatever has been actually happening there. Right. Yeah, one of, the, uh, one of the most powerful lessons that I think I learned from the human condition while we were on this investigation was that we are referring to the phenomenon that we're trying to track and measure as high strangeness. But to the men and women who live in the heart of these strange phenomenon, that's their everyday life. So, you know, Paul and I saw things that had us just like deer in the headlights staring with our jaws dropped and our arms up trying to exp trying to just process what we saw and the men and women who were there with us who were locals it was just another tuesday afternoon to them and uh, and trying to like make sense of that in your own head with all of the experience that paul and i have had separately and then together and then to see some of the things that we saw that have no explanation and to see that with men and women who have seen it multiple times in their lifetime, multiple times in a month. It's just everyday life for them. It was really a humbling and exciting experience. And I'm really excited to, to share that through the Beyond Skinwalker show because our, our documentary team really captured some of that, you know, just magic uh, in those moments. Yeah, you know, there's a question right now from, from Diana. Hello, Diana. Uh, did we ever get really scared? I think, I don't know if I ever got scared Andy, I mean, I think what I got was like, you know, like sort of blown away or, or sort of, you know, uh, 
left with a sense of wonder, like, wait, what? What is happening? And <laughs> Andy's probably going to laugh because, like, some of those moments where I exclaim in a certain tone, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> or, you know, like, those are moments that people are going to laugh about if they like this show. Um, because they're truly like, wait, what just, what just happened? Cause they, they, you know, sometimes things happen very quickly, you know, as, as you all know, from, from looking at these kinds of phenomena, like it can just be a, a, a flash or a moment of, of weirdness or whatever, where something registers with, with you and others, uh, and maybe it's on the equipment or maybe it's not, or, you know, so that, that, that happens all the time. So I think that's yes. what's kind of, you know, that's where we're going with this. So not necessarily scared, but like, whoa, like something just happened. I would also say that, you know, to Diana's question, you know, in, all, in many situations, Paul and I did not have the context to realize the level of right. risk we were in. When there were moments we were exposed to intense radiation that we didn't realize. We, we didn't know the level of intensity. We didn't know where it was focused. It wasn't until we were able to take that data back to Travis and Eric that they were able to actually frame it and give us a sense of the level of danger that we were exposed to. And, and to be frank, this is partially why the military uses reconnaissance teams. This is why there are forward deployed teams. We joke and anybody who pays attention, uh, anybody who served in the military, anybody who served especially in, in advanced teams in the Marine Corps or the Army, you're very familiar with the fact that there's a saying that we call forward recon teams too dumb to quit because we actually don't know the level of risk that we're exposing ourselves to. Uh, we just all, know it all makes sense moving now. forward. It all makes sense now. When I was trying to, the words I was trying to find for Andy when we would like plow through the snow together, like, what's with this guy? What is too He's dumb to quit. Too dumb to quit. <laughs> Andrew's like, I can do this all day. Sorry, he te he just teed that up for me. Yeah, but no, like, it's, I mean, I do think one of the things that was so great about working together is that we do both have this, you know, we're we're just gonna plow through whatever it is um, to to get where we're going. Uh, that high level of energy and and the team, you know, the entire team had it too. Um, in as you will see, you know, all kinds of crazy conditions. Um, but that, I think, again, that just feeds the, the intensity of those moments where we're, again, not really necessarily scared, but like, wait, what did we just, and we came, we came this far, you know, we came to this place looking after, you know, looking for this thing or this experience, and then this happened or that happened, you know, and that's, you know, what I think is, is dynamic about our show. Not that Skinwalker itself isn't dynamic because things are always happening there. But we are on the move yeah. in other places, um, you know, running and gunning is what you call it in, in television, which which steals a lot of its metaphors from the military. Um, but that's what we're doing all day long in all of these investigations. Diving a little bit more into the fear thing real quick. We have heard, we've had a couple people that we've had on this show now who have connections to Skinwalker Ranch. We've heard that some of the people that have lived on Skinwalker Ranch have what's called a hitchhiker, where they believe some sort of other being that has followed them off the ranch. We were told that even Travis Taylor thinks that he might have a hitchhiker. Is this something you guys have, I had not heard this term until probably two months ago. Is this something that you guys have ever 
fear <laughs> that you're going to put yourself in some sort of situation that might be life altering. To be continued. Thanks. Like. Share. Follow. Comment. Subscribe. Support. What's your hot take on Travis Taylor? <laughs> it, I've got an exclusive for you guys if you okay. want it about yeah, the Alaska. We do. Okay, okay. More at BigfootUFO.com. All things unexplained. So some of that I think, sir, will save the post session.